It's time for a bedtime story. Today's bedtime story is Arthur B. Saves the Day by Sean Millay. Arthur and all the bees have a problem. All over the meadow, bees are getting sick and falling out of the sky. Things are bad, but they're about to get much, much worse. Queen Bee faints and falls off her throne. What can Arthur do to save his queen and to save the day? Arthur B. Saves the Day by Sean Millay with illustrations by Carol Chevalier. Have you ever had jam on toast for breakfast? Do you like dried fruit to snack on or some sweet juicy strawberries washed down with a lovely fruit juice drink? What about potatoes, roasted, mashed, boiled and chipped? All these foods are possible because of bees. Without bees, there would be no blueberries, raspberries, cranberries, peppers, fruit juice drinks, even tea and coffee need bees to grow. All of this and much, much more was brought to you by bees. We often think of bees just to provide us with honey, but in fact, they're behind much of the food that we eat, including most fruit and vegetables. One third of all the food in the world is pollinated by bees. Simply put, bees keep plants and crops alive and that then feeds you and me. So here is the story of Arthur B, his friends, and the trouble that they and Queen B have to face. Arthur B was a fluffy black and yellow bumblebee, and he lived in a beehive with hundreds of other black and yellow bumblebees. And he used to have a secret that made him very sad, but once he told everyone all about his hay fever, life became a lot easier and much happier indeed. As I said, he was very happy, but things were about to change for the worse. You see, Arthur and all the other bees were simply the best at turning sticky pollen into beautiful golden honey. Now, although Arthur never visited any flowers due to his hay fever, he was an expert in the laboratory. No one could turn sticky pollen into golden honey quite like him. He would mix a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and hey presto, the sticky pollen would turn into beautiful golden honey. And all the bees were very happy making honey, and Queen Bee was very proud and happy with all her workers, including those who worked with Arthur in the laboratory. And the people in town said that the honey, well, it, it really is the finest golden honey in the land. It always has been. It's lovely. And everyone agreed. But as I pointed out earlier, things were about to change for the worse. It all began one morning, just as the bees were about to leave the beehive to go and collect the sticky pollen to make the beautiful golden honey. But Bert B was just about to fly out of the beehive when he began to feel a little bit izzy-wizzy-dizzy. As he flew out of the hive, it seemed as though the whole of the meadow was spinning. Suddenly, he fell out the sky and landed in a clump of grass down below. The other bees flew down to help him and they brought him back into the beehive and tucked him up in his bed. Now, none of the bees thought too much of Bert's illness. They thought maybe he just had a bit of a cold, or maybe he'd just been in the sun too long. 
But then disaster struck. Two more bees fell out of the beehive and landed in the field below. Again, their friends went to help them and they were also put into their beds. Doctor and nurse bees hurried around from bed to bed, checking on their patients. Then Bertie Butterfly and Doris Dragonfly came and flew very fast into the beehive. They were both very, very excited and they were talking very, very fast and too loud. None of the bees could understand what they were saying and they were going, <gasps> then suddenly Queen Bee appeared. What seems to be the problem? Please calm down and tell me why are you so excited? She said in a very queenly voice. The sight of Queen Bee did calm Bertie Butterfly and Doris Dragonfly down a little, and they were able to tell Queen Bee about the bees that were falling out of the sky and landing in the fields and meadows and up on the hills. Queen Bee and the other bees looked very worried indeed. And some of the younger bees started to panic and began crying and shouting uncontrollably. The noise they made was getting louder and louder. <gasps> What are we going to do? 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 Quiet! shouted Queen Bee. And as quick as they began, the young bees fell silent as one. Now we have to get to the bottom of this, and we also need to save the bees that have fallen. Gods! 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 she shouted. And in no time at all, several guards stood before Queen Bee, awaiting their instructions. Gods! Send for the sick bee rescue squad and go and find any bees that may need our help. And so the guards and the sick bee rescue squad then left the beehive and flew off to find any sick bees, taking their first aid kits and stretches with them. When the rescue party flew over the meadow, they were shocked to see so many bees that had fallen out of the sky and were lying in the grass below. They flew down with their first aid kits and helped the poor sick bees. Then they lifted them onto the stretches and took them back to the beehive. Meanwhile, back at the beehive, the number of sick bees that were being brought in was filling up the whole hive. Arthur Bee came out of his laboratory and couldn't believe it. There were sick bees everywhere. Queen Bee then telephoned all the beehives in the area to see if they had any room for any of the sick bees. But she kept getting the same answer. Oh, we're really sorry, but our beehives are full of sick bees too. Queen Bee couldn't believe it. This was a lot more serious than she first thought. But what could she do? As the days and weeks went on, all over the land, more and more bees were falling sick. Every beehive in the land was filling up with sick bees and nobody knew what was making them sick or more importantly, how to make them better. The doctor bees were doing their very best, but they couldn't stop the illness from spreading. None of the beehives in the land were making beautiful golden honey, and the people in the town were very upset that all their honey was running out. Queen Bee called her bees together for a special meeting. Right, we need to find out what is making the bees ill and what we can do to make them better. This is very serious. Not only are we not making beautiful golden honey, but because bees are not visiting any flowers, they're not being pollinated, and so they will die. Also, we need the bees to pollinate the farmer's crops so they can grow. 
Without peas, there'll be no tomatoes, potatoes, peppers, blueberries, cranberries, raspberries, strawberries, and many, many other foods. We must find a cure, she shouted. And she banged her handbag down onto the table. And so the bees sat and they thought and they thought and they thought. But none of them could come up with a good idea of what to do. But then Lizzie Bee had an idea. Hey, why don't we just ask Arthur Bee to see if he can make a medicine in his laboratory that might just help to cure all the sick bees? Everyone knows he's good at mixing this and that and making things work. And so it was decided to ask if Arthur Bee would be able to help. Lizzie Bee and the other bees knocked on the laboratory door. Molly Bee opened the door and the little group of bees buzzed into the laboratory. They explained to Arthur that they thought he was the bee that might be able to help cure all the sick bees and help save the flowers and the farmer's crops. Arthur listened and smiled. He wanted to help, but he knew that to help, he would have to go out and visit lots of flowers to get the ingredients to make his special medicine. Uh, now, you know, I'd love to help, but how can I go out and get the ingredients for the medicine from the flowers? <gasps> no, because my hay fever will make my eyes go all puffy and sore, and I'll just keep sneezing. Don't worry, we'll think of something, said Molly B. And so Arthur and Molly sat and they thought about what they would need to make a special medicine to help save the bees. We're going to need dandelion petals, rosebuds, daffodil juice, tulip stems, 39 poppy seeds, and some morning dew from the meadow. And then we'll have to mix them all together with some honey, lemon juice, a spoonful of sugar, and a splash of apple juice, said Arthur. Hopefully this medicine will help the poor bees, added Molly. But how am I gonna go and get what we need from the flowers? My hay fever will be awful. And I won't be able to see properly because my eyes will be all sore and puffy. It's no good. I can't go. I'm not going. And I won't go, Arthur said, rather too loudly. Just at that moment, Lizzie B came flying into the laboratory. Oh, no, it's awful. Oh, no, it's terrible. Oh, no, it's tragic. What are we to do? We can't go on without her. We've got to help her, cried Lizzie. Help who? shouted Arthur. Oh, Queen Bee, Lizzie cried. She's got the illness. She fell off the throne and landed on the floor. Oh, the guards have put it in bed, but she doesn't look very well. Not at all. And she hasn't woken up. Oh, what can we do? Now, Arthur knew he had to help his queen. She was by far the best Queen Bee in the whole land, and all the bees loved her. But he knew he couldn't go anywhere near any flowers because of his hay fever. But then he had an idea. Molly Bee! Molly B, he shouted. Suddenly, Molly B appeared in the laboratory. She was wearing her special coat with lots of pens in her pocket and her own special name badge. Molly, Molly, I want you to go and collect all the ingredients to make the special medicine that will help make the bees and Queen B better. I'll give you a list of what to get. <gasps> Molly B was very proud that Arthur B had asked her. She knew it was a very important job and she didn't want to let him down. I'll do it. I won't let you down and I'll return with everything that you need to make the special medicine, she said very proudly. And so Arthur gave Molly a list of everything she needed and off she flew out of the beehive to collect them. Arthur walked up and down the laboratory waiting for Molly to return. After a couple of hours, Molly returned carrying everything they needed. 
Arthur was very pleased and they began work straight away. He never left the laboratory once. He even had his breakfast and dinner in there. He worked the hardest he'd ever worked before. He was mixing this and that with that and this, pouring them into there and stirring these into those. Then, hey, presto, the liquid in the glass jar turned green. Oh, that's it, that's it, shouted Arthur. It's ready. And so he poured the green liquid into a medicine bottle and rushed off to Queen Bee. She was still in her bed, looking very ill. Your Majesty, Your Majesty, please take a spoonful of this medicine. I think it'll do you the world of good. And so Queen Bee took her medicine. She thought it tasted quite nice. A little bit like sweet honey with a hint of daffodil. No sooner had she taken it than she was feeling better. Oh, that is marvellous. I feel so much better and I'm not dizzy anymore. Thank you, Arthur. Oh, I couldn't have done it without Molly Bee, though, replied Arthur. And so Arthur and Molly were given a special award from Queen Bee for making all the bees in the meadow well again with their special green medicine. In no time at all, things were back to normal in the beehive and sticky pollen was being collected to make delicious golden honey. All the flowers and crops were being pollinated again. You see, what Arthur had worked out was that the bees were working very hard and were very low on sugar. This made them feel very weak and dizzy, so they would fall out of the sky and down to the ground. Arthur's medicine was a very sweet, sugary medicine that gave the bees their energy back. So, soon after taking it, they were able to fly again. So if you're out walking and you see a bee on the floor looking very tired, be careful not to stand on him, because he might just be waiting for the sick bee rescue squad to come and give him a spoonful of Arthur's special green medicine. And in no time at all, he'll be up and flying again. Now, although this is only a story, bees are getting sick all over the world, and many people are working very hard to try and cure them. But what can we do to help? Well, we can plant bee-friendly flowers. Bees love flowers, such as sunflowers, poppies, lavender, and mint. You could leave some weeds to grow in the garden. They love to buzz around dandelions in the summer. Also, leave little piles of twigs under hedges and fences, as bees love to snuggle in there to keep warm. And if we all work together, we can make a huge difference to help all the bees get better and stay happy. Oh, that's such a lovely story. So that was Arthur B. Saves the Day by Sean Millay. So welcome, Sean. Thank you. And as I say, thank you very much for having me and letting me share my story with everyone. That's a great story. And this time you've gone into more detail. It really is educational. Um, and I've actually heard that this story was inspired by a knight. Is there any truth in that? There is truth in that, as mad as it sounds. Um, it was a programme I'd seen with Sir David Attenborough. And he was saying about the whales, the plight of the bees. Yeah. You know, they were all getting sick and they were dying out and that, and, and the impact that it would have on the whole eco-structure. And I thought, it's a very lot of hard words in there. How could I explain that to children yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a more ch children-friendly manner? So I came up with the idea of the book. And also the fact that they get sick, there's real truth behind that as well. I know you were saying they, they fall out the sky, but I think I've heard of colony collapse, am I right? That's correct, yeah. And yeah. many bees actually do... Many bees do actually die. I know no one dies in my book, 
that's because it's aimed for children. Yeah. But yeah, there's a whole the whole colony collapse thing is a real thing. Yeah. And is that to do with pesticide then on the plants? Is that the reason why they're dying? That's one of the that's one of the, the things that they're looking into. I mean, I have heard about the pesticides, but even that's not a hundred percent certain yet. There's there's many people all over the world still trying to figure out exactly what it is. So there's all sorts of experiments going on. Pesticides are never going to help the bees. Don't know you correct. No. So for the young children that might be listening today, Sean, explain to them what would happen if all the bees disappeared in the world. Well. It would be a very, very different world. If we had no bees in the world, and I must say wasps as well, and I know wasps are a little bit more angry, but they do pollinate plants and crops as well. Without bees pollinating all the flowers, you would have no beautiful flowers. But more importantly to us as humans, I suppose, many of the crops wouldn't grow. So all the food that you take for granted, your cereals, your bread, your cups of tea, your coffee, your juice drinks, all your juices and all your fruits, there'd be none of that because we need bees to pollinate. So the world would be a very, very different place. And it's amazing, isn't it? Because I'm guilty of it occasionally. If a bee gets around me, I might zap it. Um, but really, you should try not to kill a bee. Just try and move out, move out of its way or encourage it to go out of the house because they, we really do need them, don't we? We really do. And the thing with the bee is, I know I've just mentioned wasps. Wasps can be angry and they can stink for no yeah. apparent reason. Yeah. But a bee never wants to sting you. A bee will only sting you if it's frightened or if it thinks it's under attack or something. So if you leave the bee alone, it, it won't bother with you. It won't bother you. So what's been your proudest moment then, Sean, regarding your books? And how many books have you written? Well, I've actually got three books published. I've got me two Arthur B books, Arthur B Saves the Day and Arthur B Has a Secret. And I've got a book that was, it's called Hillsborough, When Will Dad Be Home? And that's telling the story of the Hillsborough disaster of 1989 yeah. through the eyes of a small boy. Uh, I've got other books that are waiting to go, but they're only three published ones at the moment, yeah. So how did you feel when you've got your very first book in your hands that you'd created and published? It's an amazing feeling. When that box comes and it gets delivered and you open it, yeah. there's like a hundred books in there with your name on it. So it's incredible. But I think the most proud, the proudest moments I've had is because I work in school, a couple of years on World well, book day. Two children come as Arthur B. That oh, was like, that was surreal. That, that character was amazing. that you've created. Beautiful. Yeah, my character was walking around the school. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so tell us about this character, actually, because you've worked with uh, Carol Chevalier. She designed, she illustrated this character for you, didn't she? Yeah, I had an idea of what, and as I say, when I was when I wrote the book years ago, when I made the story up, I, I had my own little illustrations, and he didn't really look like this. So I sent my illustrations to Carol and she sent, said, yeah, they're very good. And we worked about, messed about. And Carol come up with this and I just love this image of Arthur now. It just, it's just Arthur now. He's just so funky. I just love him. He's yeah. just great. So what's next for Sean Millay? What else are you working on? Uh, my next book, hopefully, is going to be my Amber B, the B with D. That's, I suppose, that's explaining dyslexia and the problems of dyslexia. And the frustration that the people, I say children, but anyone can be dyslexic, of course. The frustration that they have. Yeah, there's, a, there's always a message, isn't there, in there? And a learning. A, a learning yeah, that's, that is the idea behind my books. Yeah, I've got my two Arthur B's, my, my um, Amber B to do with dyslexia. There's also a Peter Peregrine, Peter Peregrine's problem, which is about a peregrine that is short-sighted, so he keeps crashing. <laughs> Peter Peregrine's problem. Yeah, it's like it's like Mr. 
Mr. Pepper's Penguins or something. Wasn't there a film? That's the one. <laughs> That's easy for me to say. So for our listeners then, where can they buy the book and how can they get in contact with you? If you're around Liverpool, there's a shop in Bold Street called Newsome Nowhere. They stock my books. If you're over on the Wirral, there's a shop called The Barn. They stock the books. You can get them through me if you want to get in touch with me. And to get in touch with me, my email is seanmalay at hotmail.co.uk. My Twitter account is at seanmalay. And my Facebook is at author. Brilliant. Lovely. Well, I wish you all the best in the future and look forward to hearing more about your books as well. Thank you very much, Karen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Bedtime Stories is sponsored by Team Author UK, independent publishers. If you have a fabulous story to tell, get in touch as they excel at helping writers just like you. Visit their website at www.teamauthoruk.co.uk or on their social media platforms at Team Author UK.